it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated, and we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. ever considered how important color is to our lives? Have you wondered how color affects our lives? Color splashes your life every day. It seems to me that life will be much, much simpler if everything were black or white. But unfortunately, it will never be that way. Life's filled with grays. Most people are indifferent to gray. It relates to the corporate worker in the gray suit conservative. It's reliable. It's formal and independent. Gray is reliable. Gray is dignified. It's impartial. It is professional. It is mature. It is intelligent. It is classic, solid, stable. It is calm. It is reserved. The color gray is elegant. It is formal. And guess what? It is also dependable. Gray is impartial and dispassionate. It doesn't take side. People say gray is the color of detachment, indecision, and compromise. Other meanings associated with the color gray. For example, we have gray matters and it refers to something smart, intelligent, brains, and intellect. Now, the saying gray power is used in reference to the power of the elderly or senior citizens. As we journey through life, Things we believe to be simple, they become much, much more complicated than we first imagined. When the complexities and nuances of life begin to mount, so do the questions. Top of the day to you and yours. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome you to Gray is also a color radio show on BBS Radio Com. We have a great show for you today. And I am Dr. Teresa Yukada Merrimont. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated, and we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, 
it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. When we're very young and learning things like numbers, shapes, and colors, we started off with the basics. When we learned shapes, we did not start out with octagons and hexagons. You started out with the circles, with the squares and triangles. And then things got more complicated after that. When it came to colors, you started out with a few. And the basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. And as we grew older, things got complicated. We learned there were different shades of every color. To the point you were not sure which category it belonged any longer. Is it black? Or is it white? No. It's gray. Color is a creation. And God created color. Now, the characteristics of the color gray. You know, consider this. If you've ever lived with a gray before, you know it makes rooms feel very chic and glamorous. Gray is a color that adds instant polish and even an air of mystery to a space. They aren't really demanding, but they do command attention. You can't miss it. They set any tone you like from light and spacious to smoky and mysterious. Friends, how many of you have faced a decision before and thought, I wish there was a blueprint? Or the scriptures just told me exactly what to do in this situation. As a general rule, we like things to be caught and dry. Between right and wrong is this vast unknown area called gray areas. When it comes on the side in what to do in the gray area, we ask ourselves this question. Is it a sin? Is it appropriate? Is it right? How do we navigate through life in these gray areas and how do we make the right decisions? Scriptures may not be so specific on most of the decisions you will have to make in life. Neither are there, quite frankly, a blueprint. But it does give us principles to live by. Friends, let's give name to some gray areas we live with. What are some gray areas for you? Now, let me clarify that I'm not making a judgment statement on these areas I'm going to mention. I'm not saying whether it's good or bad. 
or whether you should or shouldn't do them. Gray includes all those behaviors judged by some as compromise and defended by others as acceptable. Question number one. Gray areas. Do they exist? What do you think? What are your thoughts? For me, yes, they do exist. Why? Because we encounter issues where depending on my motive and circumstances can determine where something is right or wrong. Sounds confusing, right? I'm confused myself. Never before has a society offered so much variety to choose from. Assortment of foods, assortment of cars, assortment of houses, assortment of furnishings and fashion, entertainment, and even lifestyles. As if that's not enough to make your head spin. There is innumerable religions and churches to choose from as well. Variety, they say, is the spice of life. That gives it all its flavor. I don't know if you're familiar with the phrase from William Copper's poem, The Task, written in 1785. Now, the idea behind this expression is that life will be boring if everything were the same all the time. The poem compares unseasoned food, which is very bland, with an unexciting life in which nothing new ever happens. Also on the flip side, too much spice makes food intolerable just as too much variety makes life stressful and unpredictable. Bottom line, variety is the spice of life. Now, it's another way to say diversity brings excitement to life. So, variety is good. After all, God is the author of variety. His creation abounds with shapes and sizes and colors and smells and sounds. All types for us to enjoy. Now, talking about gray areas, do we have to be careful? Do we have to apply human reasoning? Because even though something may be lawful, does not mean it is something that should be indulged in. Even though something may be lawful, it does not mean a person should allow himself or herself to be under its power, especially if it's an improper indulgence. And any habit should be abandoned when it becomes the master. In 1986, one of the songs high on the charts was entitled why does it have to be wrong or right by restless heart? The question came upon the song because a couple was deciding whether or not to have an affair and wondered why it had to be black or white or why you had to hurt one another. 
The singer could not understand why there had to be an issue at all. That philosophy is just a repackage of what was practiced back in the 60s when people followed the free love. Friends, bottom line, love and sacrifice should be the guiding principles when we deal with ethical questions that abide in the gray areas of life. Are you willing to stop what you're doing if you find out it's causing another person to question it? If you can answer that question in the affirmative, then guess what? You are observing the principle of sacrifice. Leslie Flynn points out in her book, Our Lives Are Contagious. Your influences showing that the Italian word for influence is influenza. The word influenza was introduced into English in the mid-70s, apparently coming from the Italian phrase that attributed the origin of this malady to an influenza de freddo, influence of the cold. Bottom line. Our example, my example, your example, our example spreads to others as easily as the flu does. Friends, I ask you, does your influence destroy or does it build up because of the gray areas? You know, we are told that gray is not a primary color. And one too many times I've used this phrase when I don't want people to know what is going on or when I don't want to answer a question. It's a long story. The Frenchman will say such a long histoire. A complex one. A gray area. Even on our Facebook status, I've seen people put on their status, it's complicated. I'm sure you have heard statements like this. Haven't you? Perhaps you use them yourself. Phrases like this are often used as a way to bring an end to a discussion. It's a nice way of saying, why are you in my business? Human beings are complex. Life is complex. And life is stressful. There is a tension in our world between the complex and the simple. On one hand, life is complex. On the other, it can be simple to navigate, yet we like to make the complex simple and the simple complex. Now the result, though, is confusion. We don't know where to turn or what to do. Dear friends, I have a question for you. Just because something is complex, does it mean it also needs to be confusing? I want life to be simple and I believe everyone, and not just everyone, most people, they want life to be simple. Yet the vast amount of options in life make things more complex than ever before. Now, what are the possibilities of navigating the options and experience to a simple life? I don't have an answer to that question. But we could ponder on these questions. Because truth be told, 
We live in a world that is becoming increasingly complex. This is a world where scientific discoveries take us even deeper into the intricacies of matter on a non-particle level and where the discoveries of space go deeper and deeper and deeper back in time. There are few people anymore who can work on their own. Cars and mechanical and electrical intricacies of vehicles have become more and more and more complicated. Nearly every experience, nearly every journey, nearly every field of study is dramatically more intricate or complicated than it once was, whether we are looking at what it takes to educate our children or the way we communicate with one another or how we move masses of people around the country on a daily basis. The world has become an extremely complex, mechanical, and logistically gray. I think every generation views this as far more complex than the one before. We'll be right back. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome you back to Gray is Also a Color with Dr. Teresa Yukada Merrimoth. Now, as we talk about gray areas, we also will be talking about how we handle stress. Not all of us handle stress well. Why? Because a lot of this is based on genetics. Although no one really wants to say this, truth be told, the playing field is not level. We all have our strengths, we all have our weaknesses, or I'll rather substitute the word weakness to needs. And generally, great strengths are usually accompanied by great weakness. Now, if you have parented a number of children, I don't have to convince you that some of your kids naturally handle stress better than others. Some people handle stress like it is nothing. Others are upset at the mere mention of the word change. 
Stress is something we don't have to look for. Why? The irony of it is that, guess what? Stress looks for you. It looks for me. It looks for us. It comes at us in varying degrees and sometimes unpredictability. Even if it's not our forte, we are forced to cope or shatter. Let's take a look at the statistics. 42% of workers reported that yelling and verbal abuse took place where they worked. 1 in 10 said that physical violence had occurred where they worked. 34% had lost sleep because of workplace stress. 23% had been driven to tears. Almost two-thirds, that is 65%, identified workplace stress as a problem for them personally. Growing up, mom and dad always said to me, To thyself be true. I am among those who do not naturally handle stress well. It is a constant struggle for me. And sometimes, most times, I fail all too often. How can we escape some of the pressures of stress? Friends, are you living a very stressful life? Is your life very stressful? Quite frankly, some of us do so by choice. Are you the type of person who obligates yourself to more than you can do and then you turn around and complain? In other words, do you chew more than you can swallow? Or do you bite more than you can chew? Or maybe you cannot tell people no. N-O. No. So you run yourself ragged, pleasing people who generally are not even pleased with you. To some of us who prefer a simpler life. Hmm, but life happened to us. Life happened to me. Or circumstances prevented. What are the things that can go wrong in life? Or what are those things that can add stress? From excessive red tape to family problems to health challenges to financial problems to poor decision making. In Lewis Carroll's book, Alice in Wonderland, Alice comes to a fork, the road, and doesn't know which way to turn. She sees the greening cat and asks which direction she should take. The cat replies, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. Friends, where do you want to get to? Stress can be both positive and it can also be negative. Quite frankly, we all need a little bit of stress. Stress can drain us 
But it can also charge us. Stress can demotivate us. It can bring us down. But also on the flip side, it motivates us. It is tiring in the short term, but invigorating in the long. Friends, why do people always associate gray areas with stress and also as a color of compromise or failure to take a stand? Let's examine the trouble with gray. First and foremost, we come back to our initial question. What color is gray? The color gray, is it just a drop of black into white? Or maybe it is closer to a pinch of white into black. How do we know what is the correct shade of gray? If white is white and black is black, why can't we come up with an acceptable color for gray? Now, for me personally, a good shade of gray, which works for you, may not work for me. Your gray areas may not be my gray areas. I love my gray to be a little darker and you probably love your gray to be a touch lighter. Why? Why the difference? Because you and I live in different worlds. When it comes to color, when it comes to tints, when it comes to tones, I look at something one way and see that it would look great if it were black. But you think that it needs to be blue or red. Bottom line, we see things differently. Our idea of good and bad are different. Is that a statement of fact? Is it gray or is it gray? Is it closer to white or is it closer to black? What is good for me is not good for you. I'm lactose intolerant and you may tolerate lactose. If we are truly tolerant with ourselves, we will realize that we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. So we all need to constantly do an exercise on an ongoing basis. Dear friends, where are you strong and what are your weaknesses? We sometimes get caught up in the gray areas. What is right or wrong for us? And if that applies to everyone, then we all need to stop and ask if we can go and do something without being a source of offense to others. We need to stop and ask if we can go do something without being judgmental. Will my actions be helpful or a hindrance to others? If I'm not convicted of it myself, 
but it could cause someone else to falter if they see me do it. Is it wrong for me to do it? When we start to judge one another, we are comparing them to our beliefs and our standards. We are expecting them to live up to what we believe. When we do that, we are shading them with our gray. We are shading them with our standards and our ideology. We'll be right back. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated, and we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Welcome back to Gray is Also a Color on bbsradio.com. My name is Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. We're talking about Gray is Also a Color. Do you have gray areas? What is even a gray area? A gray area is meaning that exists between two extremes. This is an analogy to the area of color that exists between black and white. Gray areas result from ambiguity and rich variations that naturally occur in language, in culture, in events, in information, in objects, in environments, and in people. You know, let's quickly take a look at the following illustrative example of gray areas. Degrees. Now, it is very common for there to be degrees of truth that exist between extremes. For example, a price can be expensive or cheap. However, there are many gray areas between these two, such as an item that was a reasonable price, a good value, or somewhat expensive. Confusing? Mm, yeah. Uniqueness. Gray areas exist where things defy categorization. Why? Because they are unique. For example, a boat that is similar to both a canoe and a kayak without technically conforming to either category. Nuances. Languages include large vocabularies and complex grammatical structures. Why? Because people commonly want to express exactly what they feel or what they think with significant detail known as nuance. For example, a person may describe their dog as spirited and protective. This conveys nuanced information that is somewhat gray because some other person 
may not see a dog in such light. Complex systems. Gray areas exist where systems are too complex to completely model. For example, you know, scientists may believe that the extinction of one species in a forest will put other species at risk of extinction, but may be unable to fully confirm this theory due to the overwhelming complexities. Saving face, people may criticize others with subtleties that allow the individual to save face. This may be less precise than direct criticism and often represents a gray area. For example, this coffee is good. I don't think I've ever had a coffee so strong before. It really wakes me up. This may be a face-saving way to say, this coffee is terrible because you made it too strong. Alternatively, the person may really appreciate your strong brew. In cultures where saving face is common, people learn to read subtleties to reduce such gray areas. Culture. Culture are elements of life that people value as a group. Culture emerges through shared experience and is filled with gray areas. For example, in Japan, it is polite to loudly slurp noodles when you eat. But it's unclear to what extent this applies to other foods. And some individuals, they may feel this extends to all foods and will slow things such as salads. Ew. And most people eat salad quietly. As culture has no authoritative rule book, it is somewhat open question whether or not this is rude. What is it that we all can agree on? Most of us can agree that this world is made up of opposites. Up, down, in, out, hot, cold, sweet, sour, and male, female, these are easy examples to understand. And the list goes on and on. These dualities are most clearly divided at the extremes. It is at the extremes where life gives us a clarity from which we can make our choices readily. Quite frankly, life makes sense to us when the extremes can be compared in such a black and white manner. It becomes more confusing when the black and white starts turning to gray. If we look closely, we can all see that days and nights have opposing characteristics. 
Dear friends, let's check this out. Day is with light and the night is without light. Guess what? But there are those in between times called dusk and dawn where it is difficult to say if it is actually day or night. Food for thought. Is there an exact cut-off time during dusk and dawn when you can call it either day or night? At what point often the sun goes down, do you officially call it night time? At what point before the sun officially breaks the horizon do you call it daytime? These are moot points to most of us but they demonstrate that there are gray areas within even our physical world that we can personally correlate with our conflicts of opposing value. How would you resolve an argument between people who had different opinions on matters such as this. The same could be said for a lot of other dualities. There is an in-between zone with temperatures where we perceive that it is really neither hot nor cold. When does sharp suddenly become dull? When does young turn to old? Dear friends, as much as we may try to box life into clear-cut categories, you and I will always fall short when we attempt to view life in cut and dry terms. We end up boxing ourselves into a rigid way of thinking and feeling. Our abilities to resolve our differences becomes more difficult and we can negatively impact our effectiveness. The more we learn about the gray areas of life, the more we see how it shapes our earthly experience. I have a question for you. Is the gray area of life to be embraced? Or ignored? I believe that there are many lessons to be learned from embracing the gray. It is here that we will learn. We learn how to resolve our many differences by seeing their true creative potentials. Now, some school of thoughts argue that no lie is of the truth. That there is no possible harmony between a lie and between the truth. In other words, that there are no gray areas in life. They argue that the thing is either black, which is a lie, or it is white, which is the truth. And there are no gray areas. Though these may be a mingling of black with white. In closing, 
sometimes we face difficult decisions. And these decisions that don't seem to have clear-cut answers. How can we tell what to do? And how best to handle these gray areas? Some decisions we face, some of them have clear black or white choices. We know immediately what the right and the wrong answer is. There isn't a lot of room for waffling about whether it is okay to steal someone's purse, whether it is okay to commit adultery, whether it's okay to kill someone who made us mad. But some choices don't seem clear. Sometimes it's not obvious which choice is right or wrong. Which choice is wise or foolish? Ponder on these questions. So what do I do when I come to a seemingly gray area in life? What are the choices available for me? Is it gray because I haven't sought wise counsel? Because I'm still in the dark? Is it gray? Because it isn't a moral issue? Is it gray? Because it isn't a wisdom issue? Friends, sometimes the most perplexing decisions are when we are weighing two good options. How can we reduce or how can you reduce the number of gray areas you face? Bottom line, gray areas can be a hotly debated topic that have broken relationship. Gray areas have even split many churches. Gray areas has caused a lot of problems in families, at our places of employment, and even in churches. So, how do you navigate these areas in your life? What options are open? Are there dangers living? In the gray area. You and I. Can be frozen. Into complacency and apathy. Our fear can bring us. To build walls to those who are different from us. Is it really a place without clarity? And a place of struggle to know? Do we know how to act and respond in our world? If it's all in the gray, what are we? If it's all in the gray, who are we? If it's all in the gray, who are you?
I leave you with these words. Don't let gray paralyze you. Don't let gray be an excuse not to act. Don't let gray be an excuse to be mean, judgmental, and a source of offense to others. Dear friends, I urge you, step out in love and remember, gray is also a color. I look forward to reading your feedback and comments on today's broadcast on gray is also a color. At Dr. Teresa, 2019 at gmail.com Call us at 917-826-1465 or visit our website at pastorteresa.org You may wish to like our Facebook page and follow us also on Twitter at Gray is also a color. Thank you for listening. I love you for listening. Keep listening. I am Dr. Teresa Yukada Merrimont. Thank you for joining us this week on Gray is Also a Color. Make sure to visit our website at pastorteresa.org and leave an episode comment, rating, or review. Also, check out our books, Journey of Destiny, Power or Perseverance, and 53 Golden Lessons Life Has Taught Me, books to help you navigate through life's journeys, challenging you to shift your perceptions and emotions and heal past traumas. Also, consider attending our seminars and earn some college credits. And for good health, try our Gilead unfiltered raw honey it tastes great well we'll see you all next friday at 3 p.m pacific time on bbs radio station one